KSOS radio podcast. Life issues, artist interviews, and faith. Downloading. Downloading now. One billion global music streams, 10 Grammy nominations, and like... 47 dancers in his last music video. <laughs> Talking with Torn Wells on SMS Radio. How are you? What's up, man? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this last week I saw this Instagram talking about how there's like a difference between sports families and non-sports families, right? Uh-huh. You got four boys. I know it gets <laughs> kind of crazy. They say like yeah. non-sports families eat dinner between like 5.30 and 7, but sports families is somewhere like 4 o'clock in the afternoon or like 9 o'clock yeah, at night. It's driving through Burger King and getting everyone chicken fries. <laughs> so just sheer survival with the amount of activity the boys have. Now they have karate piano and usually a sport so flag football or basketball has been what we've been doing right now but school starting back up like what have you noticed about motivating boys to work a little harder than they want to (laughs) uh you know i've realized boys are very goal oriented that the kids really respond well not just to like discipline or punishment you know i think maybe that's part of it but if you can set a tangible goal for them stickers you know we just did this summer reading list where my wife made little bins for each of the boys age-appropriate books put the list of books they got to check off every book that they read and then at the end of the summer we went to target and got everybody a nerf gun so they were super pumped about it and uh, so just finding those little moments you can reward them for doing something good i think is good we're talking to Torn Wells today at Swiss Radio. So this summer you released your new album, Joy in the Morning. And I mean, you kind of wrote it during the whole lockdown season. Yeah, it dude. stinks when, you know, you're known for your live shows and you're like, hey, we can't do any of that. But it <laughs> No shows. Sounds like a good time to write some new music. Yeah, it was great. It was actually, uh, you know, it was bittersweet. There was a lot of struggle and tension in it. But you know how life is. It's usually the low moments, the pressure points that actually are the most productive. So I really feel like this album is a journey through a lot of facets of life that I haven't been able to really write about. You know, I've got songs about friendship on here. I think I've written the wedding song. You know, it's called Has to Be God. And I was just inspired by my wife and our family and all the blessings that we have to write it. So there's a lot of beautiful music in it. And it's probably my broadest but deepest effort yet. So I'm excited that people are hearing it and starting to connect with the songs. Okay. So I know you're a creative guy. I know you had to have some kind of like well thought out idea of like, I'm going to propose to Lorna. How would you know this? You must have done some research and know I that I no did. idea. You just brought up you wrote the wedding song of the season, so I feel like yeah, you're yeah. gonna have. I, I figured it's you're true. Bring it when it comes to romance. I did. I I it was pretty extensive. I'll try to give you the short version. I bought three vintage jewelry boxes leading up to the proposal. In one of the boxes, I put a note and one of those little flip cameras. Now I proposed 12 years ago, <laughs> so we the camera had not. Yet had been integrated into the phone <laughs> you had to buy two separate pieces of technology so i put the little flip camera and a note in it and she woke up that morning and there's a note in there from me hey today's gonna be a great day wear one of your favorite outfits and unfortunately i'm gonna be busy so i'm not gonna be able to to talk to you today and so then she went into work that day her brother 
called her, asked her to go out to lunch. They get in the car. He's on the phone the entire time driving. She has no clue where they're going. They end up going to the airport. She's like, what are we doing at the airport? He reaches in the bag, in the back, pulls out a bag with another jewelry box in it, and it has a plane ticket to Nashville in it, which is where I was, and some clothes. So she goes, gets on the plane, flies to Nashville. My homies pick her up and blindfold her and give her a little iPod, okay? (laughs) I almost (laughs) forgot what they were called. (laughs) And it had Tori and LB engraved on it, and I put a bunch of love songs in it. So she listened to those, blindfolded, drove to a venue in Nashville, came into the room, single chair in the middle of the room. I'm up on stage. I've got a friend playing guitar, and I sang a song to her from stage with the third jewelry box in hand. Then I went down on one knee, proposed, opened up the jewelry box. There was a ring inside. She said yes. Now we have four children. We've been through three houses, and the rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily, I'm not still paying on that ring. (laughs) That's right. The ring's paid off, praise God. (laughs) We're talking with Tor Wells today at SOS Radio. Okay, we play a game here at SOS. With everybody that comes in, it's called Blank Space. It's Vegas style. Pick a card, any card. You read the the fill-in-the-blank. Okay. Give me the first three things that come to mind. I learned a big lesson when... I should have picked a different card. (laughs) Let's see what this one is. I learned resilience when... Are all these difficult? No, no, no. These are all good. Okay. um, I learned resilience when I was out of Bible college. I worked through school to pay through my college and... I had to go home every summer and work at this factory. And one summer in particular, I wasn't feeling very motivated. And my mom came in my room. It was like 6 a.m. I hadn't landed my summer job yet. And she said, on your feet, get out there. And I don't want to see you back until 6 p.m. because that's when the work day ends. (laughs) And so I got my dad's church key. He was the drummer at the church, small church in Michigan. And I went up to the church And I got my Bible out and I played Bible roulette and I found a scripture that I thought would deliver me from this madness of having a summertime job because I wanted to do ministry and ministry isn't work. (laughs) (laughs) So I found a scripture and it said, be strong and courageous. I've called you to build a house unto the Lord. Be strong and do the work. And I learned no matter what direction you go in life, it is going to require this thing called work ethic. And so uh, we got to work, and that's kind of been the name of the game ever since. Uh, One more card. One more card. Okay. I like this one. When I was a kid, man, when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be a youth pastor, actually. That was like the top. We were talking about heroes earlier, and a hero to me was like a preacher, a pastor. You know, they were the goats. And so... Uh, When I was a kid, I wanted to be in youth ministry. To this day, I've never been a youth pastor. But what's pretty cool about how God works is through music, I've been able to impact so many young people. That's really cool. But yeah, I was a nerdy kid who brought his Bible, a notebook, and a towel uh, (laughs) to sit on the front row of my Pentecostal church. (laughs) So, yeah. Now, have you ever legitimately been starstruck by someone you met? Oh, yeah. 
it happens pretty often. First time I was starstruck. I mean, I was really starstruck when I met Steph Curry. He brought his daughters to a show that we played in Sacramento and a few years back. And he got out of the vehicle and I was just like, yo, this is Steph Curry right here. But he was so cool and humble that, you know, there's a certain quality some people have of dressing others in honor. And he just did that so well. And it kind of put all of my fears at ease. And we were able to just kick it as two human beings. And I later got to talk to him on my podcast. And he actually described that moment from his perspective. And he was like, you know, it's crazy in those situations because you've watched me play basketball and all that. And that probably means something to you. But your song, Hills and Valleys, was the first song I played for my son when he was born in the hospital. So I was looking at you the same way you were looking at me. And I was like, yeah, but you were looking down to me because <laughs> I'm only 5'9". But it was cool just, you know, to see the humanity and the humility and how much of an anomaly he is in the professional sports world to be so cool. His wife just opened a restaurant with Michael Mina over at the MGM. It's called International Smoke here in Vegas. Really? That's dope. I did not know that. We actually talk about that on the podcast, too, because she is so talented and able to step into so many spaces. So I asked him, how, as a superstar, do you not dim the light of your spouse, but actually let them step into their own space? He said that he tries to just be there to participate in her vision, to lean in as much as she wants him to lean in, and to be that silent supporter too, which I think is really cool. Because, you know, we all love our wives. We want to champion them in different areas. And obviously, I know more about what my wife is capable than anybody else. So sometimes it's difficult to let God just create the space. But just being able to kind of step back and let God do the work and then lean in when you need to was kind of his his advice, which I've used. Your new song's called Joy in the Morning. It's the name of the new album as well. But what's your wife taught you about seeing joy differently than just happiness? You know, we should call her up and ask her what she's learned from me <laughs> because <laughs> I am uh, probably naturally more joyful because she is very... We've had a big conversation about this, actually. This is the first time I'm telling anyone, but we're about to drop a podcast called Alive and Wells. And we talk about kind of our natural dispositions. And she is very much focused on getting things done, the work, the task, the list. And thank God she is because our life would be in shambles. I'm more carefree. I check in with the calendar, but there are things on there are mostly suggestions. So I think what we're learning is that joy is not something that's just going to happen. It is an intention and it has to be something that we set our hearts on every day. I'm going to find the joy in the chaos of my schedule with these four little kids. I'm going to find the joy and working with these co-workers who I don't quite understand where they're coming from and how they're making the choices they're making and choosing joy every day. Sometimes joy is hard work, but it's work that's worth it. Thanks for listening to the SOS Radio Podcast with Scott Harold. If this discussion encouraged you, feel free to share it with your friends on social media. 